0: Ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to this special edition of Down South Football Podcast, man. You know we recorded out in, in the studio last night, and we uh, was missing a special guest. It was supposed to be another guest that was there. He was a little bit under the weather, so hey. But we could not not have Mr. Willie T. Weekend. No. no. We could not not make sure he make his,
1: Willie T, it T,
0: make sure he makes his presence known. I mean, as we all know, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday, but I think my fellow Seminole, I think he got some things he need to say. So, I'm going to ask you, as I pitch it to you, Dave, I'm going to ask you one question. And they kind of posed it to me last night. Are you upset at the firing or are you upset at the timing? Of the firing
1: you know I, on last week I told you guys I <laughs> appro- approved the <laughs> invoice that came across my damn down there. my desk so you the one that sent that final email and at the time it was an emotional decision and mm-hmm. you know I you know it is what it is but I think that I'm more upset with the the fact that now that I think about it, the fact that he did get fired. Now, don't get me wrong, I think that we I my expectation was for us to perform better. Yeah. I think everybody, you know, would like for us to become, you know, what we once were. But when you really sit back and you really think about it, you know, he came in and took over a five win team. Uh the next year he had a five win team team and also he has a he had a, a less than half of a year recruiting, uh, so he had the piece of a recruiting class. This year was going to be his first year actually being having a full season recruiting, and when you really think about it through the landscape of, landscape of college football, it's not a whole lot. It may, it may seem like it is, but it's not a whole lot of kids that can come in as freshmen and be an, an immediate impact. So, which means that either that kid gets red-shirted or you he kind of gets you know lost in the shuffle until maybe his junior year uh some even his senior year so you're still looking at a two to three year window where he didn't get a chance so even those kids he recruited to be a part of what he wanted to build they're not you you're not going to see them if they stay for another maybe two years so i think that the where i did kind of have a knee-jerk reaction just like everybody else. You know, I deep down now that I think about it, the smoke is clear and I had a chance to sit back. I don't really think he had a fair shot to to uh turn that program
0: around. And to your point, I mean when you really look at it, Pope Pope was has been an impact. He's played from the jump. He he came in, grinded, he's on the line. Yeah, he, he our best damn offensive lineman. So, Pope has done his part. One could say Woodby be because Woodby came in. He was the one five-star that he brought in. Woodby has played, but they played him out of position. Now, that now there has been a lot of talk about whether or not he was not that great in coverage. That's one of the reasons why he wanted to convert the linebacker. Some would say he should have been outside linebacker, not, not inside. But outside of Pope and outside of Woodby, you're right. I mean, there hasn't really been there hasn't really been a lot of impact. Straight up, I'm gonna play guys that he recruited.
1: And to that point, I mean, you take a kid like Woodby that is just out of the world talented. It's uh, another kid uh, back there. Uh, uh, what's his name? Have the dreads? Um, Damn, Akeem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Akeem I mean, we we knew he couldn't tackle it anyway, but. I mean, I, I, here's the thing, and, and Boy, I y'all watch, rough, ain't you? And, and I watch this maturation process, even as watching my own son in high school, what he was as a ninth grader versus what he is as an 11th grader, is a huge jump. So you take in a college freshman, high school senior, college freshman, and then you give him three years to mature in a waiting, you know, strength and conditioning program. He matures, he learns the defense, he's able to be a leader. I mean, if they're doing – if Woodby is doing great things now, just imagine what he can do down the line. But now that this has happened, who's to say everything that he's learned, now he pretty much got to just throw away.
0: I, I I have a question. Um, Shoot. Shoot.
1: You know, I
0: don't claim to be anything about a Florida State inside or anything, but there's certain things that you hear, and I want y'all guys' opinion on this since we talk okay. about this. We keep hearing there's internal issues, internal issues with Florida State. What the hell does that mean? Because I thought that that's part of what Willie was doing. So it's like, what what internal issues do y'all think that they're talking about? Because I'm not for sure. It, it depends on where you want to go. If you want to go with administration or you want to go with, you know, because- as far as administration goes, you know, once Stan left, Stan Wilcox was our AD, who who hired Willie, and who went to work for the NCAA. Once Stan left, we still haven't really had a official AD. I mean, we got Coburn right now, but Coburn more so was like Thrasher's homeboy. He ain't really. I mean, they've given him the job title now, but for years up until this season, they you know finally gave him the title of ad right and the reason why i asked that because as a as a i mean as an overall college football fan but as especially directly as an auburn fan i know when they talk about auburn internal issues what mm-hmm. that what that refers to a lot of auburn's biggest issues is you know when they were up in and in about they were really really stagnant about moving forward so like even like now now they got the approval for the football facility, but that football facility is, is a decade past the time. It should have already been built. That's the same thing with us. You and know what I'm saying? It's and, and, and and stuff what, like that. And that's what everybody's been fussing about because it's just like, that's what Jimbo wanted. Now on the flip side, they gave Jimbo the indoor facility. They did give him that, which is what he wanted. He wanted the indoor practice facility. They did upgrade the players lounge. You know, they did, they did that, but Jimbo really wanted – a player's own, you know, if it's, that's what he wanted. Now when you fast forward to now with this whole situation with Willie T, it's like, wait a minute, y'all sitting around here saying whatever you're saying, strap for cash, whatever it is, but y'all managed to come up with $20 million in two weeks.
1: Right, right. And I, <laughs> I, I, I think also another issue I, I was reading today, and everybody was talking about the just the 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 whole aura around the program, like it needed to change or the – you know, and I think too, a lot of times when you're talking about from a cultural aspect, there's a disconnect. You know, Willie brought more of a hip hop type of culture. He did. Uh, he he. You know, he was able to connect with that, uh, and not everybody can connect with that. I mean, a lot of people see different things and hear different music, and the way you act, they they give a certain, you know, have a a certain perception, and. With that being said, I don't know if it was more of a situation where, you know, I put it this way. A lot of times when you're you're higher up or if you you know, you're making decisions, you tend to like to make decisions with people that you can relate to. I just put it that way. And and I don't know when you the head coach of Florida State University first african-american head coach i've ever known um if you could make that connections that connection when you are in these other places and, and, and let's and know. let's be
0: clear to that point stan wilcox again was the former ad stan came out before after the whole Jimbo fiasco stan came out and said he wanted to make a minority hire so that's one of the reasons why, you know, Willie is there. You know, it was like, hey, this guy wants to be here. Stan wanted to make him my know to hire. But what Stan obviously didn't tell Willie was, hey, man, look, uh, I'm going to bring right. you in here. Right. But uh, I got this job over here at the NCAA, and right. I'm finna dip. Right. So right. you you brought him in, and you left him high and dry. So for those people who... Maybe they were on the fence, so they really went on the board with a minority higher, Right, right. right. You kind of—I ain't gonna say you backdoored them, because obviously going to the NCAA was an upgrade from right. Florida State. You, you, you didn't but, backdoored, but you ain't frontdoored but, me. But but, but damn, bro, you you left me high and dry. Right, like you really left me high and damn dry. So, I, I mean that that
1: right there,
0: because if if Stan. If Stan was still there, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's true. Because he would have made it to the end of the season.
1: That's true. And and I think that is a cultural thing, too, man. I, and there's so many ways you can go with it, you know. But I think at the end of the day, um, you're talking about a coach that was there a season and a half. Mm-hmm. And still had three games left. With a season – would not really – you really can't say he had a whole rec- – he didn't really get to recruit a full class. Because he never – he took he, – He
0: Well, he done took a lot of heat for the 18 class. And, you know, that's the Sam Howell.
1: Yeah, but, up. I mean, he had to do what he do to, to do the savage what he could – mean, because uh, he just didn't have a – I don't think he had an ample chance. Now, trust me, the invoice did come across my desk, and I did approve <laughs> it. And I'm not backing down on that. I just –
0: I think we both on the same page.
1: Like we 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 kinda knew it was coming. Right. But I I just wanted and and
0: maybe and this is the last thing and we can we can move on. Right. That I also heard I'm sure you have too. They kinda just was like they wanted to rip the band-aid off. And basically what they wanted to do was, what if he would have won out? Right. And then he wins out, he beats Boston Cottage, he beat Bama State and somehow some kind of tip ball fumble, whatever he beats Florida. We still gonna beat them, sorry. So. And don't then, and then he mess around and win the bowl game. At that point, you can't let him go. You can't. I mean, right. you you can't you can't right. let him go. Right. He win the last three straight plus the bowl. You can't I, let
1: him go. I, I, that's true. That's true. I mean, I I I just feel I kind of feel for, you know, now like I said, being a parent that is, kind of looking at the going whole – going through re- this process. Yeah, looking mm-hmm. at the whole recruiting process process. I mean you go going to Florida State, and then what if you were sold on Florida State just off of Willie T?
0: That's what we're dealing with with Sims right now because he has gone dark.
1: Right. So you're dealing with <laughs> that, and, you know, now a kid, you know, some kids are just sold off the university. Hey, I want to play they football. They come in regardless. Us. They come in regardless. I get it. But if you want to compete at the level that I feel that the university and the fans want to compete at – you just you have to have number one stability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the old college football. You know, we used to play in the, you know the yeah. prestige and yeah, yeah. all coaching. that mattered. All, all that that that, stuff really. That was real deal. That was <laughs> real. That was real. You know, all that matters, man. So I mean, I guess all in all, my last point is that Willie uh, T. Willie T. Willie T. Will weekend. Uh no more Willie T. Weekend. Um. <laughs> I gotta find somebody else. Uh, maybe it'll be a ho- 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 Hopefully, uh,
0: Bob Stoops will a- go ahead. And, you know, I, and, and, and I go ahead. And I told come you on who I
1: wanted. Man. I told you I wanted. I want that. I want that, that. That man. Who? That guy? Who?
0: Put it on record.
1: Irvin Meyer. I don't. I don't think. I Irvin, know you. That ain't Irvin gonna happen. I'm was to Say if Willie Taggart get hit by a bus, he <laughs> won't hide. He, he won't he hide. hide. Uh, said, "I don't care." Yeah, now we now Now
0: we both know. On the flip side, now
1: nah, Urban wants to pick up the phone. Yeah, you know yeah, we gotta holler at it. We gotta holiday but, oh, no, but, but we know Urban ain't coming. <laughs> Sleazy Urban, we gotta holler at it. But that's that's pretty much all I got to say on that segment, man. Okay. Uh, no,
0: I, you know, no, you know, no, give, get no. Let me let me let me ask you a question, you know Art. I mean, I know. Okay. I know you have been down this 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 coaching role before. Not being funny. No, no, no. That you can't Just be asking. First of all, you can't be funny about the truth. <laughs> so, so, so when you more like five or six or seven or eight. So when you get fed a lot of this BS, right? That we getting fed, e- right. even whether it's from a reliable, reliable source or whatever, right? Just to flip it on that, how do you how do you take in that information? Well, going through many different culture search, not just head coaches, but a lot of uh, coordinators and stuff like that. Like you, you just have to really the people that like I establish the people that I trust. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that I listen to, whether it's on twenty four seven, whether it's on rivals, whether it's on scout, whether it's on whatever. Like you have certain people you listen to. Like I hope these people ain't listen, but I'm just gonna say it like this: like twenty four seven likes to give you a lot of tidbits to keep you doing this to keep you hitting hitting refresh because they'll give you small information like my boy jg tate off rivals he'll wait till he had a whole story before he kind of breaks it like 24 7 will be like hey they're talking to such and such and we'll have more in a couple hours right they keep you intrigued but it's just it's just really about people you trust message boards are going to go crazy Everybody on a message board is they have feed. it. Like that, like that foolishness that came out today about the Knicks. I'm like, No, back, no, no. But what I'm saying stop. is that message boards have right. sources. Now let me now I will say this. There are some message boards that have legitimate inside people mm-hmm. on the uh that know what's going on. Right. But right, the right, difference right. is they can post that and say that. And there's a couple people on Rivals and 24-7 message boards I consider "Quote unquote quote, insiders that you that you can take it just a, not necessarily take it all the way to the bank, but right. you can be like you know what this, this got some legs to it. This got some legs to it because okay. this person just don't say no BS. Right. He's been on like okay, I've been a member of Rivals since two thousand three. Mm-hmm. That's fifteen almost sixteen years. There's a there's a few people on there who have great right wonderful sources. And Those they've are been be, told legit right. info. Right, you. you know." you know, there was one time you know, oh, Bill Belichick playing was spotted. I'm like, come on, <laughs> you don't you go on some of that you shit. You like me with that Nick Saban crap? I just right. got fed today. I'm like, come like, on, Some man. stuff you, you have to kind of like weed through a lot of Keep it. Working on the buyout, man. Stop. But but really, <laughs> really, you have to bag away from it. If okay. one of your in, if one of your people who run the site don't post it, then you just kind of okay. just. Mm. And then, like like I said, I'm a member of several different Auburn sites, so right. I have, like, four or five people that I trust. Now, the good thing about 24-7, they keep you updated a lot. Like, you know, when I'm talking about the people that work for them, like my boy Brandon Marcello, right. he's really good at, like, giving you the tidbits of where things are going. And, like, when I listen to Rivals, JG gives you the whole full story. He's going to give it to you all at one time. Okay. Unless it's something that's really, really hot. But he's not gonna be the one that's doing the plane tracking. He's not all gonna hop crazy. on every rumor. All that, that foolish He right. has his own sources that he believes too. So you just kind of have to weed through the weed okay. through the BS. Like like when this summer, when the when the whole NBA free agency was going on, and you know that dude was posting on Twitter. Man, call, uh, call Kawhi Anthony to LA is a is a signed deal. He's signing for blah, blah blah blah. You know, because I sent you, you know, that if tweet. The, if the season didn't go wasn't going the way that it was going, I would still. Be but, a but 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 I'm just saying that like you got people like that who put themselves out there, right. And then they saying that this person was related to Jenny Buss nephew or some shit like that. The guy that was running <laughs> the account, and I'm right, like, right, right, right. Did come to find out, like, no, they didn't have any principal agreement. But he did what he was right about was that. The meeting happened. The meeting did happen, and Kawhi was at one point leaning toward the Lakers if he could do what he wanted to do. Right, but it didn't happen. So you just have to like weed through a lot of stuff, and some and some schools are better at keeping shit in house. Well, we damn sure don't. Like, no, 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 like you, you'll see. If it starts to leak, it's okay if it leaks, but it's when it leaks and it's not done because because that's that's what happened with us. Yeah, that what happened with us yesterday. It was like everything about Bob too just like I'm like, but. One thing I did, one thing I can <laughs> tell you, what I have learned the biggest issue in coaching searches is people want to name drop. Right. Name dropping is cool, but I would tell you this Kevin Steele was like the most least popular person on the Auburn boy, when he was being mentioned for being defensive coordinators. Co-ordinator. And so it was like, he was at Clemson and hell Clemson gave up 60 damn points in a damn bowl game. And I like, you got people doing it and saying all that. And then one guy was like, yeah, but he got 30 years worth of experience. So we not in a place to be, to be, and, uh, and Dave, I think that that's where we're at right now. Now, but I mean, I say, I mean, not the, the I'm saying what the fans want. No, the I, fans wanted the big name. And I don't even know who the big name was three, four years ago. But when Kevin still was high, they were like, it's just another Gus fucker. It's just a blah, blah, blah. That's just how they were coming in. That's kind at. of the point that, now Dave, I'm going to pitch it back to you because I want to know your thoughts. If, if the Bob Stoops slash Urban Meyer <laughs> slash, you know, is there any young cats that you because, you know, me and Renard talked about it last night, and I told him, I ain't really feeling none of these little young dudes, man. Like, I I'm not really feeling these cats, man. Okay. And 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 to to give a little perspective to this, which I'm sure y'all have we will hear on the podcast. It's gonna be placed in order. It's it's one of those things of Ben has a thing where he's not looking at young people because he's basing everything off Willie T. And I said, Well, look. You can't base everything off of that because there can be a young and upcoming coach. Mm -hmm. See, the problem with head coaches, head coach is not just about coaching. It's about the culture. It's about what they're doing. And it's about trying to run a program. But you cannot be against a a young head coach just because of what happened with Willie T. It's almost like saying we'll never hire another black coach because Willie T was a failure. Right. So Dave, is it any one of them young cats out there that you or up and coming they might not necessarily be I young mean, but up and coming it, coaches that you can if you wanna talk
1: with up and coming coaches, I mean, I don't think we have to look far. I mean, you got Kendall right there on the sideline. And that and that's and that's where the whole can Kendall, Kendall run a program. Well, you're talking about young and up and coming, so right. I mean, who who knows? I mean, I, I saw something come across my screen about them looking at the guy. Uh, LSU, the office coordinator over there, Brady. right? So, I mean, one thing about Kendall, I don't think I don't think anybody would say it with the, with, with the exception of his last game that offense was an issue. I think well, offense, we, we've improved in that in right. that area. Offense was only an issue because we scored so fast, where we didn't due to lack of depth on defense. You saw some other things happen. Um, the advantage of a big name coach like a uh, Meyer. Or a Stoops is that you should get that immediate impact, kind of like what Meyer had at Ohio State, right? Uh, not that Ohio State was in shambles as much as where we are, we are. But you get that immediate buy-in, so it's kind of if you're gonna whichever way you're gonna go, it looks like it's an immediate buy-in type of thing. Because I mean you you can't tell me that you don't want immediate buy-in when you co- when you fire a coach after season half. So, if immediate buy-in is what you want, you're gonna have to go ahead and spend the money to get that big-time coach. But if you want a young coach, I think Kendall is perfect from the standpoint is that hey, he's already there. The kids already know him. He already right. has rapport. It's now. It's just a matter of repositioning everything. So. And
0: as crazy as and as crazy as it sounds, and as crazy as this whole thing sounds, and I know, and we talked about it, man. We are really in a situation where we need a damn quarterback. So Kendall has that relationship with De'Aaron King. He he wasn't the lead recruiter with Sims because that was David Kelly, but they've had conversations and the whole nine. So it's just like, look, we are definitely in a state of desperation with making sure that this kid brings his butt. Florida State. And that, but there's also this thing of I, I know when you're in this situation There's always that dark side you looked at But a lot of times you look at a positive side Depending on the coach you bring in And there'll be a kid or two or three was, or four liked him That liked him or just didn't feel like Willie T was going to get it done Wanted to come to Florida State
1: And then we'll, we'll look back at Florida State again When there's a new direction there You know speaking of Kendall I think that if, if I'm a young quarterback and I'm not a pro style. I'm, I'm kind of a uh, um, what they call him a dual threat.
0: I'm a dual threat. I'm I'm somewhat you know, athletic.
1: It's somewhat athletic. <laughs> uh, I got to take a long look at Florida State because number one, I got a shot of getting on the field early. Number one, and also I have he and number don't got two a shot. It's coming. Cause- it's coming. I mean, and then number two, you have a which would be a head coach if that's the route they go. I mean, you have a re- a head coach that's been. That's taking less than RG three, yeah. You know, it. it, it hey, we got one of them that that came in and going to Auburn. I mean, and then he's at the Patriots now. I mean, he's taken that and made, right? You know, made made things work. So I think that uh, that's a lot to look at. Um, I just look at the face of Florida State changing, uh, but I mean, hey,
0: and, and you got to remember, like we said, also Lebron coming back. Lebron ain't going nowhere. So. If if you are he ain't leaving ain't he so,
1: ain't put up ain't enough so numbers more, he ain't right. put enough yeah, yeah it's true but he Cam, ain't put up enough numbers is Cam Akers coming back hell no why, would you come back
0: why why I, mean, I don't even care they give him a third round grade why. God. I need I need a
1: conversation with Cam. Cam is not coming back. I wouldn't come back. The
0: no. only one that the only one that's possible of coming back is Terry. And that's because he needs to come back. He got way too many drops no, on his resume. Don't
1: David Cook have another year? Nah,
0: no, He's a leading rusher. Yeah, lead. yeah, lead so so, lead right so yeah, we're I gonna we're it. gonna wrap this up right here, man. Dave, thank you for coming through, you know what I'm saying, and and giving giving us some more FSU Input, you know, now that FSU-ism. we
1: FSUism,
0: now that we are a couple of days removed from the entire situation, um, but we gonna take it right there. Wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, a minute. wait, wait a minute. We ain't done. We not done. Oh, oh, because Dave had another situation he wanted to chime in on since he couldn't what come. Dave, what today. the hell else you want to talk about, Dave?
1: Uh, well, I, I <laughs> do uh, since you invited me. Yes, sir. And I was a little under weather. I couldn't make it to the regular. Session, but yes, sir. I do want to discuss the Bo Nix factor. Um, my question is: Number one, is it was I? I got to see Bo Nix uh, live in person, up close at Pinson Yes, at Pinson High School. Um, and and he was all that I. Thought he was, and, and you know, and 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I and I wonder sometimes: do we, do we get misconceptions from great players here in this state? And we see a lot of great players come through the state, but we don't really see a whole lot of great quarterbacks when you really think about it. I mean, not that they're not good. You have your tools more recently. Well Tua um, wasn't really from here. That's true. And then you have your your you got a trustful um Paul um, Tyson. Paul Tyson. He was he was exceptional as well. So I think that when you see someone like a Paul Tyson, a tour, or a um a Bo Nix, I think that we really like, Wow, I mean, this kid is great. And and I think he is great and and I know he's great because I mean you don't when you go to Elite Eleven and you actually win, I think he won in Elite 11, um, you, they don't pick any slouches, so I know he's good. My question is is that, number one, did we give him more credit? Did we not look more into the, the fact that he won two Alabama State championships and we didn't really look at the fact of the passes that he missed, his inaccuracies and his faults, did we not give that enough? you know, uh, thought or did we just kinda because he is from the state, he won two championships, he won the starting job, were we looking for a quote unquote, um, what's my guy, Clemson? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Were we looking for in a Trevor Lawrence impact or a Jake From impact? So I okay. think that's my question to Renard. Uh did we did we really over you know, over in you know, indulge in, in Bo Nix, so, or was, else is it just a simple situation of he just has growing pains?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of factors that's going into what's going on with Bo. Um, number one, and you know, as I do with most recruits, I watch them like a hawk, and the one thing that he was praised for, not necessarily in games, but by like the Elite Eleven and all that kind of stuff, was the pinpoint accuracy that he was dropping some of them bombs in. Right. I also think when I look at Bo, there's a little bit of there's a lot on my goddamn shoulders kind of look. And let's just be honest, Gus's history with quarterbacks right. and developing quarterbacks is not good. And yeah. that is that is that now that that's that that can be a, a a issue. But before we even get to that Let's go back to about this time last year. We knew, all knew that Jerry Stidham was going to go pro, regardless that even though he had one more year left, because right. he, he was, was just he was done. He yet. Was out of there. He had his degree. Yeah. He got engaged. It was like, okay, I'm ready to live my life. I need yeah. to get paid. I need to get paid <laughs> in some point. If <laughs> I don't make fifty thousand a year, I need, I need to, to get, get paid. paid. Scout right. team, whatever. I need to get paid. <laughs> so <Give> me me. <laughs> at that time, Gus had Bo committed, had Joy there. But Gus also went out and went after four or five different grad transfer quarterbacks. I think in Gus Malzahn's mind, his position was, I got this true freshman coming in. Don't really want to play a true freshman. with the ske- And knowing the schedule he had coming up to this year. That, especially with Oregon off the top. Off the top, number right. one. So you go after, I forgot the first couple ones you went after, but then went after Kelly Bryant. And I think you really thought he had a chance <laughs> to get Kelly Bryant. And I think what his was, his plan was to go grab transfer quarterback, have that one season with them, and sprinkle in some Bo, sprinkle in some joy, put that red shirt year on Bo, and then going to the next year, you got, like, getting experience. Like, everybody, like we talk about Trevor, but really Trevor didn't start until the no, fourth, fifth, sixth game. And, it, he, and he, was in, he was in duty. He played, but right. it wasn't
1: all on his back. You're, you're right. You're Not right. at all. You're right. You're right. And and my question would be to you, Renata, is that how much? And I think we talked about this pre-show. How much do you think the the fact that Knicks is a a brand name or he's a legacy mm-hmm. or nepotism factor factor? How much do you think that played because? I, I or even uh, – and also well, – You think add, it's in the
0: back of a mind kind of thing.
1: Uh, right. And also when you think about it is that you knew that you had a better chance of Gatewood leaving versus Bo leaving. Bo was going to stay – I I, I, understand, I would go down and say that Bo would have stayed if he didn't play to his senior year because that's just ingrained in him. You know, you're talking about a kid that, that was in the stands when Cam – won the national championship. Was hugging Cam when Cam my, won my, that my, Not only that, my dad played quarterback at Auburn. I was hugging Cam Newton when he won. So this kid is not going anywhere. So you have a kid in Gatewood that is talented, and we would love to play him. But, I mean, do you really want to risk that? How much does nepotism or those type of things play into into that.
0: My honest opinion, I don't think nepotism played into that. Right. I really think I really think Bo as a if you put I think if you're talking about Bo okay, let's put Bo under Lincoln Riley. Okay. Let's put Bo under a a a QB guru cuz he can scoot just a little. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Right. So I mean my and, and look, this is just about being honest. The track record of Gus with quarterbacks, as far as true development, is terrible. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, Nick. <clears throat> no, it's terrible. Everybody want to give him credit for Cam, but Cam was just a freak of nature. Okay, well, I, I kind of give him credit for Nick Marshall. No, I don't. Let me tell you why I don't give him credit for Nick Marshall. Cause Please, because I'm like, I, I, I give him credit for me, Nick. You know why? You okay. know why? Because Nick came in what 2013, right? Mm-hmm. Which was Gus's first year. Gus is what Gus was running about ten plays. Okay, running like, run like butter, like 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 I said, to remember the time, running run, run, run like butter. Okay, <laughs> Novocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get it? though. you go back and watch the games. There was a lot of zone read and read off of zone read, mm-hmm. unless there was like a quarterback, you know, drop back, you know. And Gus' passing tree is simple. It's not a complicated passing tree, which has been one of his biggest critics right. over the years. his passing tree has not. Evolved from at all it's at the- all, which is why this is what Chip Lindsey was supposed to do. But this is what Kenny Dillaham Dun- uh Dillingham is doing now with them finally running like arrow routes. Think about it. We had in a press conference being in a press conference, we had people asking about running slants. We see you find. we see that you're using the middle of the field. We saw some slants incorporated. We're talking about slants, bruh. That's- slants is probably one of the first routes that you learn. That you learn. <laughs> A slant and drag, you learn it all the time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, we have a conversation because they're finally using the middle of the field more with slant stuff. Now, I ain't talking about the stuff with, like, Will Hastings and, you know, on the slot receivers. But I'm talking about we right. having this kind of conversation. The reason why I think Nick got better because I think Nick was just a naturally born gifted athlete. Okay. And I think he worked on his passing between 13 and 14. Because he was the, he will be the one, like you said, I mean, because a lot but, of people but, but, will but, always but say Cam had. let's be honest. Let's the, be honest. The years that Gus has been great, there's okay. been one common theme, and it's not what you think. Most people say, oh, boba quarterback. The common theme he had is a great offensive line. 13 and 17 were the best years of offensive line play that he's had. And that is always going to be august thing is that the offensive line is is part of what he should have when he's had really and this year even though they're average they're five seniors they played a lot of football even though the one the center finally got replaced because he should have got replaced and they finally got some better push up the middle but that's been the common theme because guess what you've always had playmakers on the outside you always got backs you always even have a, a semblance of a quarterback
1: I think too, Renard, another thing that plays a and you and I talked about this a couple of days ago off the show. Um where is the maturation in the offense? Well that's um, what we were just talking about. When you when you
0: we were just talking about I, that.
1: And I think I just stepped I stepped out of the room for a second and I probably missed it. But I mean when I look at Auburn in twenty nineteen, I can still turn on the not necessarily the cam years, but Definitely the Nick Marshall years, and I'm kind of seeing somewhat of the same thing. So I, I do. First of all, we know anybody that watch football. You don't have to be a scholar and you know, it. You know, it all stars up front. You have to have that. Even if you don't have, we <laughs> have we hey, know, we, definitely we definitely know it now. But you don't necessarily have to have a a great back, a right. great running back. But you definitely have to have a great line play. And you have to somewhat evolve. And, and I don't see any evolution in the offense. I see it, it either work or it don't. If it don't work, then, hell, we're going to try something crazy. And then if it, that worked, great. And if not, um, you know, that's kind of where it, we are. Which has always been my issue because I have watched them.
0: Uh, anyway, I have watched the offense. I have watched people come in to help with the offense. Whether it be when Rhett Lashley took over and the play calling changed, or when Chip Lindsey came in, and part of what Chip Lindsey was supposed to do, a part of what Chip Lindsey was supposed to do was bring more innovation to pass the game. Even with this twenty nine, and he did, and even and, and yeah, he and, and did, and even with this, right. but but even with this twenty nine year old Kenny Dillingham, killing Kenny Dillingham is his title's offensive coordinator. The difference was. There was just this back and forth when Chip was called the offensive coordinator, but he wasn't calling the plays or he was having to get clearance from Gus on what the plays were, which was a was a total shit show. So you go back to that now with Kenny Dillingham, and I see them running arrow routes and more slants and more stuff like that. I know 100% that is a Dillingham influence. I have told people this, and this is 100% the truth. I think the worst thing that could have ever happened to Gus was that we went to the national championship in thirteen. Because when you take somebody like him, who believes in his offense one hundred percent and it de- and doesn't trust a lot of people, it it, turned, it you know what's so funny it turns out to be the same thing that's that's plaguing plaguing Jimbo because again like you said you had two coaches in that game who believed in their offense one Gus who had a revolutionized new type of offense and you and know the crazy part feeling. about the crazy part about the national championship game. He went off script and then for you, them first 21 points and then tried to go back to shutting the whole offense down. And what happened? And, and then here comes Florida State. And then you look at Jimbo, somebody who and you, runs – Now, I give Florida State credit for what they did. I'm just saying that, you know – and, and he runs a traditional offense that some people say is old really because, like, he's trying to add in more to the new up-tempo stuff, but Jimbo don't run – Jimbo – Yeah, Jimbo don't run – like. <laughs> We gon <laughs> We ain't gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just day. Right, I'm done. I'm done. We did look, end of the day, man. Look, this is just one of the <laughs> this is one Dave will definitely be back uh next week. Let, because let, let me just end, let me just end it on this oh, note. Dave, what you doing Saturday? Uh, you working Saturday? You, you going to watch the game with so us. I'm gonna be here yeah, we're gonna be at the house all right yeah okay good but Shoot. Here, okay well why you here, let, let me just clear this point on Gus. and i want this is part of what i wanted to say last night okay you give an average coach top 10 talent every year every three to four years he gonna get lucky and be where he was i.e 13 yeah i.e 17 it happened four years ago so i'm expecting in 2021 <laughs> up to be back in this championship again, and, and like, but until but until that but, but but the point I'm making is that he he's he's not a bad coach. He's just to me, but he does everything else within the program well. He recruits well. Mm-hmm. Get, thanks for getting that guy today. He moved up to number eight in the rankings today. You recruit well. The the players love him. They really do like him, except for the ones that leave. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's everybody. But I'm saying they they really like him. He he's an Auburn man through and through. He's thankful for his job. He does all the other things except for the fact that, to me, he does not 100% evolve on the field. The one thing, and he, if, you, if, you need a, if you need a great example of that, that's why well, I will always respect Nick Saban, and I will always respect people like Coach O. Coach O could have stayed his ground. Coach O said, I know I'm not the greatest coach. Let let me me go get – first of all, let's give give Dave Miranda two million a year because his ass ain't going nowhere because I'm not running no damn defense. And I ain't going to be here that long. Second of all, Enzminger is good. That's my boy. But let's see if we can get this Joe Brady dude from New Orleans to come here and and completely revolutionize what we're doing on offense. I'm not saying it's got to be completely revolutionized, but they have changed 100%. Nick used to be ground and fucking pound everybody, and what it say, say, In a cloud of dust. In a cloud of dust. <laughs> that was it. So Nick Nick said, i about 2013, 14, I saw it changing, so I feel I had to change too. change too. So look, people, this is, a, this is definitely a impromptu segment that we done gave. Dave, look, man. And be ready, Dave, because halftime we going Facebook Live. So be ready, Dave. Tell everybody how get, to get, how get, how to get, get your social media yourself. information because, you know, Willie T weekend is over. You created it, so I'm gonna pitch it to you so you Will can go ahead.
1: Willie T, it T. Uh, Willie T weekend is over, but <laughs> it's official. It's official. I'll come up with some more. But for whoever. for whoever we get, uh I don't know who it's gonna be. But you can find me on Facebook. Just look me up by my name, David Gardner. Uh also on Twitter, DL Gardner two oh five and on IG. It's under life, good homie. Uh, I do want to give, I do want to give a shout out to my minor tigers. Um, yo know, minor tigers, man. yeah. Even though I'm an alum of Parker High School, the Thundering Herd, the always. herd, baby. But my son, he's uh, number fifteen, by the way. If you didn't know, um, fifteen era, baby. Fifteen error, keep grinding, always. So uh, we gotta get a big game Friday night playoffs against DG 15 big game Friday night against uh Gardendale which is uh right around the corner so it should be a great game if y'all don't have nothing to do just come on out uh 7 p.m at minor um at the Tiger Stadium so um I just appreciate the opportunity and uh, I'm gonna turn it back over to these guys and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up like that, man. You know what I'm saying? This, this
0: is definitely going to be – y'all going to hear this on Friday. So we're going to go ahead and get it to y'all on Friday, man. Friday morning. And we're going to keep it going, man. Hey, nah, you done? I'm good, man. We can go all night, but, you know, we, hey, we, we got to wrap man. it up. So, All right, man. We out, man. Thank y'all, man. Peace.